1: Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Skate Network.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Bingetown TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci-fi, but also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at bingetowntv.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast. Hey
3: It's Jonathan the Podfather here, and when I first started Geekscape back in 2006, it was just a podcast, but then it grew into a podcast network and a community, and the whole plan was to turn it into a production company so we could make cool films and TV ideas and all sorts of stuff for you guys. We'll always be doing the podcast, but right now I want to let you guys know that we're running a Seed and Spark campaign for one of our first original productions. And this is a co-production with Dweeb Darlings and Fonco Studios called Stocking LeVar. It's a continuation of the web series Stocking LeVar. If you go online, go to YouTube or DweebDarlings.com and look for Stocking LeVar, and you guys will find a pretty fun two seasons of this show. We're gonna make a short film out of it, but we're gonna need your help. So go to seedandspark.com Search "stocking LeVar, as in LeVar Burton, and you'll find our project. Listen, if you can't donate, it's okay. Just follow and share. That'll help us out a whole lot. And then if you can donate, as some of your fellow Geekscapers have, we'd appreciate that too. The campaign's going to be running for a while, so I really, really appreciate you guys checking it out and enjoy the rest of this show. <laughs>
4: finally did it. We watched an entire trilogy on this show. (laughs) It seems appropriate that we watch this movie now that Brian's on the show since the franchise is mostly based on our actual lives. So let's start talking about Basket Case 3 before I snap and try to sew him back onto me on horror movie night. Uh, So this was my pick. Not a shock to anybody who's been listening uh, that I was like insistent that we would cover all three Basket Case movies in the three years that we did the show because... I think that all three of them are prime movies for Horror Movie Night. They are all equally bizarre and weird and kind of charming. This one is definitely the worst of the the franchise. But I'm ready to talk about this movie. I know you guys have mixed feelings about it. But whatever. Brian's girlfriend liked it. So that means that there's at least one person on my team.
5: (laughs) (laughs) She also likes me. So you can't really take what she likes. She's
6: got kind of bad... Yeah, she, she doesn't have a good like radar as far as
4: quality. Well, this movie this movie starts off with giving me the ability to fast forward the first five minutes because the first five minutes is the last five minutes of Basket Case Two, so I just <laughs> skip. So the movie starts off genuinely with uh Dwayne is locked in a sane asylum that just happens to be in the basement of Grandma's house. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And they removed Belial shortly after he sewed him back on and now Belial no longer talks to him and it's it's upsetting Dwayne, but they have to go on a big old trip. They're going on a road trip, so they have to take him with them. And this is where Dwayne has like these really random just says a line of dialogue moments where she's like, I'm going to let you out of this asylum now so that we can go on a road trip. And he goes, Can I have pancakes? Yeah. <laughs> he is such a bad actor.
6: He's, he's yeah. horrible. Yeah. So I think and also the weird thing about it is that he's written very poorly in all three movies where beyond being unable to actually emote, he is given all this exposition and he like <laughs> he'll be like, Oh no. I cut my brother off myself. Oh, I reattached him. Oh, let me remind you of this thing that happened two movies ago. (laughs) So
4: so here's a question, though. Do you think that it's intentional? Like, do you think that they were like, this guy sucks at acting, so let's just continue to make the backstory more and more complicated? And Because every time that he gives the exposition lines, the people who react to it are always giving the most appropriate reaction to that delivery. Like, they're just like... (laughs) uh-huh <laughs> like, yeah oh they, i'm sure it's
6: intentional
5: you think like, they did it on purpose like when i used to popcorn the stuttering kids in class during reading
4: <laughs> popcorn wait you never did popcorn scott nah, what or the you fuck would, is popcorn so you would start reading a book like it would be like it would be class reading time in like elementary school and you'd be reading and then at any time you go like popcorn scott and then you'd have to start reading where i left off that must be a philly thing but Brian yeah. apparently did it only to the stuttering kids. <laughs> like <a big>
6: <laughs> you know what? You deserve everything you got in elementary and <laughs> junior high. All right, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking asshole.
5: It was great. Cause it, cause it's like you have a stutter and just a little, little science lesson. People, Most people have a stutter, but when they get caught off guard, it just kicks in faster. <laughs> and then the, I would do it mid-paragraph. And then they went to the store. Popcorn Steve. <laughs>
4: <laughs> You're awful. Um, I told you, he was a bad person. <laughs> you got better. Belial's managed to impregnate the female head that's also living in this house. We Don't we
6: get, like, the sex scene but extended?
4: Yeah.
5: I haven't <laughs> seen this movie in 20 years. I haven't seen the second one in 20 years. So I just popped on a movie and it went right into that <laughs> It went (laughs) right into Krang, fucking female Krang.
4: Hey, hey, there's more Krang later on. (laughs) So they're going, they're going to take a bus trip to visit Uncle Hal, who's the only doctor that the grandma trusts. And this is where we get a Frankenhooker reference. Because the the sheriff shows up at Uncle Hal's house and he goes, hey man, that remote control lawnmower that little Hal made me is pretty great. (laughs)
6: Nice. I did not catch that, and I've watched this movie three times. Um, I hopefully never again. But yeah, yeah.
4: Uh, and this is where we first get the like they they really build to little Hal. Like, oh my just, god, like, <laughs> little like Hal is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh my god, I've got so many notes for later on with little Hal. But so like little Hal, it starts off with there's like a painting, and it's like a baby with like multiple arms, and you're like, oh okay, and then like the sheriff's leaving in little Hal's. Sitting on the roof of the house, and he waves at him, and he seems like a normal enough guy. So you're just like, All right, like, I wonder what little Hal's like below the waistline since he seems normal up top. Uh oh, and that's where we also see little
6: Matt asks when he meets girls in (laughs) real life, too.
4: I want, yeah, uh, this is where we also meet little Hal's like instant coffee making machine. Um, Oh, that's so long i know, I know. I
6: just it's like, like,
4: he has all of these things that like they all zoom into the shot like yeah, nothing all, like and <laughs> they're not even that cool it's like thanks rick moranis <laughs> <laughs> uh so this is where we get to the the probably the only reason that i picked this particular movie when grandma ruth is just like well, Frederick's really nervous while driving, so let's sing him a song because the radio's broken. And all of a sudden, trombones start coming out of places yep. and they just start singing this, like, because you've got personality. Huh? <laughs> personality. <laughs> so Uh,
6: but we have to talk a little bit about all the mutants that are on the bus because grandma goes through and asks every single one by name how they are what they need blah 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 and she's like going along and they all have relatively normal although eccentric names and then she comes up to the catfish lady and her name's fucking mackerel
4: Well, the, the, the best part about that though is that you have that scene on the bus and then 10 minutes later you have Uncle Hal introducing himself to every single one of the freaks as yeah. well like it's really driving in what their names are uh Frederick yeah. still the best freak uh, like, he's so Wait, good was like oh is is yeah, that Frederick? yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> driving the bus and he's just like whoa oh <laughs> <laughs>
6: um and then but i also really like uh oh cedric you brought your lettuce <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that like,
4: was is a that good
5: food
6: one or is that is that like it's support vegetable <laughs> i don't
0: know uh
4: and then so they they pull over to the drugstore and this is where grandma ruth meets the sheriff and this is where Dwayne meets the sheriff's daughter and this is where we also see that Belial's basket is just sitting on a U-Haul, <laughs> not strapped down or anything.
6: Yeah, and why isn't he allowed near his prego girlfriend?
4: <laughs> because he doesn't want to be near Dwayne.
6: Oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. Thank you for bringing some logic into this hot yeah, mess. Jesus Christ, Scott!
4: Attention. <laughs> <laughs> so they get to Uncle Hal's house, and this is where the next quote from Dwight or Dwayne is that I wrote down where he goes, oh, you must be Dwayne. He goes, can I borrow a Swiss Army knife? What an asshole. He's so bad in this movie. He's, later on in this movie, Grandma Ruth's like, I'm going to let you out of the restraints if you promise not to run away. And he's like, I promise, I'm better now. And then immediately (laughs) runs away.
6: They obviously are playing it for laughs by by the third film. I think that the first one, the guy who plays Dwayne, is just so... I don't. I don't want to say the A word, but he's very much not a good actor, and I think yeah. maybe on the spectrum. Like I don't know, but yeah. he's just a nut. Um, of but a person. he goes
4: all out. Like I I enjoy watching him in these movies because like what I can say about him is the same thing that I'll say about uh, Annie Ross, who plays Grandma Roth, Ruth. They they go. Like one hundred and ten percent in everything that they're doing in these scenes, versus like the sheriff's daughter who's practically yawning through every line of dialogue. Like, yeah, yeah. she's so
6: bad. And then I don't,
4: and then they have to have her be like a dominatrix. But she doesn't
5: know what a dominatrix
4: is. Yeah. Well, I wrote down that like. I feel like the only reason she got this role was that she was the only actress willing to do the dominatrix stuff. Like there had to have been other people that auditioned that were better for this role. She may have
5: been the only actress willing to do the dominatrix stuff, but two women agreed to be a part of
4: Belial's sex
5: scene. Oh my God. I love the fucking Uh, sex scene. It's amazing.
4: uh, Belial's sex scene, which also I'm not sure if any of you guys stuck around, but the movie has a post credit sequence like it's a Marvel film. (laughs) (laughs) I
6: missed
4: that. Where the credits end and then it just cuts to Belial smoking a cigarette between the two girls from the sex stream. Oh,
0: my God, dude.
4: (laughs) So, Um, um,
6: wait, wait, wait. So, we're getting ahead of ourselves with talking about the sheriff's daughter, but when they get to the house, it's when Eve, the female basket monster, is giving about to give birth, and and little Hal is videotaping it. And is just oh, no, it's just no,
4: we're no, getting no, we're too far. There's at least two more things because really? I have a ton of notes because that okay, seems great. Okay. So, so we find out before that happens, we find out that little Hal is actually Grandma Ruth's son. Uh, are,
5: so this movie director just loves yelling, it's yeah. like the, all aboard.
4: Yeah. <laughs> Mom! And they start to have surgery, which Uncle Hal is supposed to be doing. But Belial sees a doctor and loses his mind and just like rips Uncle Hal's face off. Yeah, which is when he goes. uh,
6: He's like um um Thor in in uh Bad Moon. He's just like he has has like a blood rage. He's like ah.
4: (laughs) So, yeah, so like now we're at the scene where I have one of the many quotes, which is three plus one more, that equals four. Put that yeah, cat down. Yeah, <laughs>
5: the put the cat down is great. Yeah. I, the grandmother has to take full responsibility for the doctor getting attacked. Because how do you forget the one thing that Belial hates? You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. It's like very simple. Like, uh, my, my friend Khalil, who's black, hey, you probably shouldn't meet my grandfather because. <laughs> There's one thing
4: that he doesn't like that I'm not going to get into, but apply that same logic to Belial. Oh my god, it's it's insanity. His commentary is crazy. And you know what this actor did after this? And it makes a ton of sense. What? He created the show Third Rock from the Sun. Uh-huh. So like that actor? Yeah. God damn it, French Stewart, get out of my show! He <laughs> keeps coming up. <laughs> He wrote most of the episodes, he produced them, but like, I'm watching this and I'm like, man, his overacting is literally all of the acting in Third Rock from the Sun.
6: <laughs> so I have a, a legit question here. I'm not just pulling your guys' legs. Should I re-watch Third Rock from the Sun?
4: Probably. Uh, I haven't watched it. The, the only joke that I remember from Third Rock from the Sun is that they would constantly make references to all of John Lithgow's movies in random episodes and one of the jokes was that he got on a plane and he looks out and he goes there's something on the wing of the plane and they said yeah it's the engine and like played it like real down but oh then was later, he
6: in the twilight zone movie
4: he yeah. was in the twilight zone movie for okay. that skit but then the supreme leader of their alien race is william shatner oh and my he god goes and he's like He's like, "How was your flight?" And he's like, "I saw something on the wing of the plane." He goes, "I did too." (laughs) But
6: that's like the cheapest way to make that joke.
4: Oh yeah, it it worked for me because I'm like, "Oh, you got John Lithgow who was in the Twilight Zone movie and William Shatner who was that exact same character in the Twilight Zone episode (laughs) of that that uh, skit." But yeah, like that was the only thing I remember is they always would try to work in references to like Harry and the Hendersons and probably Buckaroo Banzai is somewhere in there. Like anything that they could that tied to John Lithgow's career, they would make a reference to it.
5: <laughs> I still have a <laughs> new for Buckaroo Bonsai.
4: So, so, yeah, we got way off track. But yeah, the commentary from Hal, top notch. Like, it's it was, actually it, my favorite part of the movie. Yeah, they just it's like they just set up the camera. And And they're like go nuts, yeah. (laughs) Because he's like, he's yelling about, like, oh, the pizza's over there. Oh, there's seven. There's seven. Oh, there's another one.
6: Oh, oh, oh. he says, you deserve an ovarian ovation of the highest order. Yes, yes.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So they have 12 babies. Um, And like they're okay. The they're not the most impressive (laughs) special effect in this movie by a long time. George in this shit. (laughs) (laughs) But so so Dwayne gets arrested and the police officers kidnap the babies and then kill the girl thinking that it was his brother. Um And this doesn't go over well with Belial, which leads to the second best scene in the movie, the police massacre, which is just fantastic.
6: So I want to point something out. There's a very, very um, obvious jolt cola right in front of one of the guys (laughs) – when they're, when they're talking, have
4: about... have eyes. You have eyes for Jolt Cola, man. You are the only one that catches when it's isn't in these that scenes. Three movies now, yeah, in and you bring it up all the time. You ask I've if it's never a Canadian even, thing. I've <laughs> never even tasted
6: Jolt Cola.
5: I I, I just see it all the really? time. I used to
4: drink Jolt Cola
5: all the time.
6: Yeah, and I then read. then you had some serious drug problems. So maybe yeah. that's what I missed.
5: Yeah. Oh wow, this Jolt Cola giving me energy. What cocaine. <laughs> to <I
4: do>? need <laughs> to, <yeah. laughs>
6: <laughs> i'm so I, glad we can laugh about it
4: i remember jolt my biggest memory of jolt cola was that there's like an episode of either it's like the brack show or space Ghost coast to coast or Sea lab one of those where it just turns in the middle of the episode it just turns into a live action jolt cola co- like commercial with a dude in a full space ghost costume walking along the beach crying because he cannot find a jolt cola what the fuck i don't know i feel like that's like that soda that just became like the butt of a joke like it's kind of like how arby's became like the the go-to joke for like awful fast food service well because
5: jolt energy was really good but jolt cola tasted like fucking battery
4: acid (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but yeah, so let's talk. About, let's break down this police station massacre because oh, just yes. state that it happens is not enough. So I will say that Frank Hennenlocker, uh had Head a lot, of, whatever, had a lot of <laughs> issues where he had to cut like ten minutes of footage out of the film because what? they they wanted him to cut all of the gore effects, which is what? why what? that's why yeah. people watch this shit. Yeah. So like. There's two cops that get killed off camera, which I think probably would have been like really horrific in the actual movie as well. But it's interesting to watch these because these death scenes are like really kind of cartoonish and tame because they lack so much blood. (laughs) So there's three cops that he massacres very quickly. And the one is he chokes him to the point that his eyeballs and teeth (laughs) explode out of his
6: face. (laughs) Do you guys remember those real Ghostbusters action figures? Yes,
4: that's exactly what it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I love those toys. Oh, Um, yeah.
6: Yeah, I I absolutely had a total blast when when I had a, a couple of those as a kid. And then again, when Megan's mom sold her house and we had a had a had like a garage sale moving sale and we sold off megan's brother's toys he had because like this is this is a just a point of contention for megan forever is that her brother got everything he wanted he's the older brother and he was doted upon and like blah blah blah. he got every toy he wanted megan was like i just want to go to summer camp (laughs) you know (laughs) Uh, but he had like every toy he had all the turtles all the he-man all the uh thundercats and Silverhawks and uh all the ghostbuster shit and so i got to like play with those toys before we sold them
4: and it was such they wouldn't have gotten sold if i was the person running that flea market or yard sale i'd be like no no these have a nice home in my house now (laughs) yeah i
6: feel like i almost should have kept them because somebody (laughs) bought a an, an entire tupperware full of all those show toys that I just mentioned, plus turtles and Ninja Turtles, um, yeah. oh,
1: God, for like
6: a so hundred cool. bucks. I'm sure that you could get three times that on eBay. Yeah, if I was just selling like,
4: them individually, oh, you could have made a killing on that. Yeah, and,
6: and also Instagram, there are people that sell those for like twelve dollars a toy.
4: Yeah, it's crazy. And yeah, so, but so. I, good good toys yeah great toys uh so then he rips off the other cop's head and then he like cartoonishly is just running around with his his puppet hands trying to find his head yeah (laughs) and then the the least effective is the turning the head backwards where it's literally just like hey let's just throw this mask on back yeah Yeah. uh and then he also while he's twisting the head backwards that cop has a shotgun. He shoots and kills the sheriff's daughter, who falls and smushes one of the babies. <laughs> uh, and That's then, actually
6: the perfect word for it. Smushes. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
4: So then uh, Dwayne grabs Belial in his basket, and they're running out, but the sheriff sees him and shoots a shotgun at him and hits Belial. Uh, and this is where we... We see little Hal helping him out. He's gonna fix Belial and he's gonna give him something to help him get his vengeance. And this is where the two off screen murders happen, but we later find out that Belial is literally in the Krang suit. <laughs> like, yes. It's so great.
6: It's the best part of this movie. it really is. I, I hate to admit that it's better than the uh Hal's little monologue. Little Hal's little monologue, but the best part is when the the <laughs> The Elvis impersonator cop, the pretty boy
4: cop. Yeah, I, I wrote a note. I said, I sing this exact same shower. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, probably get into the shower. Gonna make my face But you,
6: you do that because you watch this movie all the time. This is like a <laughs> d- twice a year movie for you. Uh, but, but then I love that the pretty boy cop gets grabbed by the the claw arm and pulled back like three times while Dwayne's eating cornflakes or something like that
4: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's so good
6: uh, there I mean, is this no movie,
4: horror in this movie <laughs> no, no not at all uh i don't even remember how the oh the sheriff falls into the basket of babies and they all eat them him. yeah and then well, there's they're, the weird, they're hungry yeah and then there's the weird Geraldo parody where, where he's like freaks and the women who love them and then grandma ruth just takes over they drop a basket on Geraldo's head so belial eats him and she's just like we're not hiding in the shadows anymore motherfuckers (laughs) she's
5: she's not the sweet
4: old grandma anymore she is pissed yeah (laughs) i have
6: a question though so (laughs) did you guys notice and i think this might just be the fact that it's not a very good prop but you know the sheriff like shoots at belial when he's in his krang suit and these metal plates like Pew, block, it. Yeah. block it yeah <laughs> belial looks so surprised that, that happened, and i can't tell if he's actually shocked that the suit did it or it's just the fact that belial always looks surprised
4: <laughs> they it's so funny because they it feels like as these movies go on they tried to do things where the faces could could omit a little bit more like emo lyle's girl oh, emo whatever uh, <laughs> Belial's girlfriend is, like, a human person's head in, yeah. a, in yeah. a thing.
6: I would love to know what that woman looks like in real life because I bet that she was, like – I think that she was probably pretty. and um, th- But she's, like, in this movie as <laughs> <like> a
2: horrible <laughs> creature. Uh,
4: but, like, Belial, they tried it once in, like, part two, and they're like, no, nope, I don't like the ability of him having, like, an actual face. Let's go yeah. back to the remote control one.
5: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man.
4: So Jade liked this.
5: She was was entertained by it. I mean, Jade doesn't watch the movies with me, you know? (laughs) Like... Jade's like, oh, you have to watch a movie for the podcast. Perfect. This gives me to actually clean because you're a fucking bum. So she'll like clean. And the
6: thing is, she's going to be, she's angry cleaning. I've done angry cleaning when, when your, when your significant other is like doing something and you want to be having fun too. And you're like, motherfucker, like I want to be having fun. Yeah. And And
5: it's, it's, it sucks because let's be honest, guys. Like we, we enjoy doing this. It's not important. This wow no. like it's not like, look, I need to watch these movies. I gotta record with my brother and my friend tomorrow.
6: You know? <laughs> Maybe you just need to think about it like it is important. <laughs> yeah. I mean I
4: know I schedule it out like it's the most important thing of I, my week. I know. It usually is. But you <laughs> oh,
5: know, man. But, but mom <laughs> thinks that everything we do is the most important thing. So so it's easy to use that.
6: That's <laughs> not like, such a fucking burn oh my god no, I didn't even mean it to be that way <laughs> you're so mean
5: oh, I did not mean it to say oh man uh, take that out <laughs>
4: No, no you keep weird. that shit or I quit until next week. <laughs> <time. laughs> yeah, like you'll even remember a month and a half. No, no, no yeah. <laughs> and and then it'll like kill. It'll come up
6: when we when, when we you eventually release this episode. It'll come up, I'll laugh my balls off in the
4: car. I'll message yeah. you guys and be I'll like, wake up, I'll the wake up in the morning to a quote from yeah. our episode. Our
5: yeah, just so you listeners know, we are the most narcissistic people ever because <laughs> we record an episode and then a month later it gets released and we just message each other about how funny we were
6: (laughs) but to our credit 90 percent of the time we're congratulating each other yeah yeah. it's not like hey
5: i
4: I was like man i killed it it's like yeah brian you knocked it out of the park again
5: (laughs) hey remember when i said that thing that was pretty funny (laughs) (laughs) oh shit hey one quick question before we get that to the what do we watch
6: um did we do Basket Case 1 year 1, Basket Case 2 year 2, Basket Case 3 is year 3? Well, no, Basket Case yeah. 3 is... Yeah. Or is Basket Case
4: 3 year 4 now? Uh, I th- I would still consider it year... It's it's um, the first episode after our three-year anniversary. I consider this still part Close of enough. year 3. Close yeah. up.
6: We're recording it during year 3. Yeah. So we. All right. So we, I guess that year four, we're going to start a new trilogy. I guess it's going to be
4: It's Alive. <laughs> I don't
6: really want to, we'll, but.
4: See, but that's the problem. I'm definitely picking an It's Alive movie, but the first two are not very fun to watch, but the third one is bonkers. So yeah, I really that, want that's, to watch that one.
6: I know. <laughs> I, it's on the list. It's, it's probably in your top next four or five picks, I'm sure. And I'm yeah. okay with that, but I don't want to watch all three.
4: No, they're not. They're not. <laughs> There's see that's the thing though. Basket Case I think is the rare trilogy where it's like all three of these movies are so uniquely more bizarre than the previous one that it only makes sense to watch the whole trilogy. Most of it it's like they go off the fucking deep end or go into all these other like weird side things that don't make any like there's no reason for us to ever watch all of the Howlings. You know what I mean? Like, oh they, god. You know that I mean? like, might be my breaking point. Holy yeah. shit. I would I, watch
6: the, the Papa Masters before I watched uh, the Howlings.
4: The only like the only other howling that is moderately worth our time is the third one because it's so different than all the other movies and it's actually semi good, but uh it can't be any better than Howling 2, man. It's, I would say it's better than ha- there's a scene where a ballerina turns into a werewolf mid-dance. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, you're
6: you're kind of selling it for me now. <laughs>
4: and also, they're not really wolves, they're like were-kangaroos. <laughs> oh, it's, oh, that's the marsupials one? Yeah. <laughs>
6: okay, yeah, yeah, I'm interested.
0: You've been lost in the woods for hours now, stumbling around in the dark. You come around the bend and see two people roasting marshmallows over a roaring fire. They see you coming into the clearing and gesture over to pull up a log. Welcome to Campfire Ashes.
1: I'm Paul. And I'm Jess. Join us as we tell each other our originally written spooky stories around the campfire and then dive into the lore and legends that inspired them. Is it something that goes bump in the night? Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the GeekScape Network.
2: what's up everybody this is brian here to tell you about our podcast bingetown tv pitch town tv is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest if you're craving more content on some of your favorite tv shows then you should listen to binge town tv find us on our website at BingeTownTV.com, the apple podcast app spotify or wherever else you may find your podcast
3: are you looking to travel beyond the void This is Alex from Beyond the Void Horror Podcast. Join
6: me and my co-host Brittany Bloodshed every week for two episodes on Monday and Thursday. Do you like to drink, laugh, and talk horror? Well, so do we. We make up funny skits, horror shots each week, news, and rotating segments on Monday like grave plots where we make up movies on the spot interviews reviews and a lot more plus on thursdays we break down two horror movies with jokes and loads of trivia go to longlivethevoid.com
4: to check out beyond the void horror podcast now all right so what did you guys watch this week
5: i watched the fifth season of arrested development and oh,
6: thank you for taking the taking the hit for us
5: oh no it was great it was oh. great now i don't know how do you feel about the show itself you just don't like the show or did you not like the fourth season
6: no, I I I love season one and seasons one and two. Um, season three didn't really do it for me. Season four, I didn't ever finish, um, and and I have no interest in season five. I just don't think it's it's just awkward, and I don't really like super awkward humor anymore. I think that seasons one and two were a little bit more about situational comedy and less about just putting people in these situations and having them be like socially inept.
5: So it's, I didn't really like the fourth one. Um, I love this one. And there's still like the awkwardness, but it's a lot of situational comedy. And it's, it's really, it's got a really political agenda in a very funny way, you know, like. Well, um, I hope
6: so because the Bluths are very obviously a very certain, (laughs) very obviously a certain first family.
5: (laughs) Yeah, well, that's, well, that's the thing. And it was, um. So the one scene they're in, they're in Mexico helping these immigrants that got shipped back to Mexico and the, the guy's talking to him and he's like, yeah, these people, although they're Mexican, were were raised in your country and that's all they know and now they're shipped here. And they don't know anything, all thanks to your president, Barack Obama, um, <laughs> because it's during the running of the election. And the thing is, before Donald Trump was – it's about Donald Trump running for president in the background, but it was their idea to build the wall. And then this is the last spoiler. Alert. Oh, the
6: Blues idea? Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God.
5: So it's, it's the video of uh, Donald Trump giving a speech, and he's like, we're going to build a wall. And she's like, that was our idea. And, he's, <laughs> and then it cuts back to the TV and he's like, and Mexico is going to pay for it. And she raises her eyebrow and goes, nice twist. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You know, you actually sold me on it. Is it only eight episodes? It's only eight episodes. It's, I guess it's 16 or they're going to just do season six, but they released eight now. Okay, um, They're going to have to release eight soon because I'm sure that uh, – the dad is gonna have trouble as far as working soon. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they're wait, doing. I don't know if they're wait, already wait. shot. Jeffrey Tambo, uh, whatever the hell his name is.
4: He's another one of the uh the guys who got hit pretty bad with the Me Too stuff. Yeah. Oh
5: shit. Yeah.
4: So it's so
6: yeah. okay. This is the most fucked up thing about that whole situation, is that I can't even keep track of all the guys who've been rapists. Yeah, yeah I know. That's fucked up, man. Actually I'm gonna burn through a bunch with like two sentences per all right right, so i rewatched it and it, it holds up um although i think that my glowing recommendation when we did the in theaters now relies upon the fact that it was in in a theater because i think it really works so well in a theater and it's a little less impressive when you're not immersed in the experience i was watching it on my like my my computer screen like my lap my desktop screen so not quite as good at at a a small scale but still great awesome movie can't wait for um part two and i am so stoked that jessica chastain is playing the adult bev because i fucking love jessica chastain uh then i watched cold hell on um shutter it's have i mentioned that before no nope Okay, so it is a woman revenge flick, and it's, I believe, a German movie, but it's very sociopolitical, very good, um, but more of a thriller and less of a horror movie. It kind of toes the line between the two because it's gory, but it's mostly a thriller, and she gets to beat the shit out of a bunch of dudes. It's pretty cool. Um, highly recommend it. I watched The Alchemist's Cookbook because Katie suggested it to me months ago, and I put it on my Shutter list, and it's not good. i I, I don't (laughs) know what i
5: expect you to say um,
6: i really disliked it i watched the entire thing without scott rogering it and i was like i want my hour and 40 minutes back it's just one dude mugging for the camera and i guess he wrote and directed the whole thing i don't know why I i actually messaged her at the end and i'm like you're the one who told me to to watch this right and she said yeah and i said why it's not good and she said yeah i don't remember why i suggested it to you either so fuck you, Katie. Anyway, <laughs> um, I watched Solomon Kane on Netflix, which is kind of like the same look as um, Sleepy Hollow. Three <laughs> <No, no, no, laughs> Sleepy Hollow. It's like a kind of action horror based in the early America time, and it was so bad I fell asleep twice. I actually didn't finish it, uh, so I don't. Uh, it's very pretty to look at and fall asleep to. I I watched The Titan on Netflix, which is kind of um, sci-fi plus body horror. Uh, And I can't remember who the main character is. Somebody famous. And it's bad. It's really bad. It's about like um, we've ruined the Earth. And instead of trying to fix the fucking Earth, we are going to send, send modified humans to the moon Titan. But they have to basically become no longer human and it's so dumb so dumb uh but then i watched a really good movie that's not horror called professor marston and the wonder women and it is a semi-dramatized version of events discussing professor marston the guy that invented the lie detector and wonder woman and it talks about his polyamorous relationship with his wife and another woman and it's very good has a couple little sexy scenes and uh megan suggested it actually she watched it one night i think i was i think it might have been when i was at mania i can't remember but she watched it and then i came back from wherever i was and she said do you want to watch it and so like two or three days later we watched it again and she still loved it but really good flick um it's based in the early 40s i want to say Really good stuff. Um, I
5: wanted to see it. I heard good things about it. Yeah.
6: Yeah. I highly recommend it. It's, it's, and it's got um, Luke Evans, the guy that's in No One Lives. And all I see is him as a serial killer, but he's a great actor. Um, He killed it. Such a good, such a good movie. Um, And then the last thing I wanted to mention was that I watched on the, the multiple suggestions from the Shockwaves podcast. So thanks, Becca. Um, I watched Exorcist 3, finally, and I hated every minute of it.
4: No, I think it's, like, okay, but I, I think that it's mostly – people just remember that one really well-done jump scare and nothing else.
6: Is it the one with the, the shears and the
4: – Yeah, the yeah. long shot of the the nurse, like, walking through the hospital and then and, just out nowhere where they pop out?
6: Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I like Grima Wormtongue, whatever his real name is. <laughs> I don't yeah. even like Lord of the Rings that much, but he's, that's the name of the – um, and he also plays you know chucky's voice and um you know oh, he's Brad Dorf yeah Brad, Brad Dorf yeah um Brad Dorf but he's he's great and he just is it's his movie um but i did not like i just don't like William Peter Blatty he's yeah. a, a fucking nutcase i grew up catholic and that's what they were saying on shockwaves is that maybe their exorcism is scarier for catholics it's not I mean, I don't believe any of that bullshit now, but even when I was Catholic, I, I had a curiosity towards exorcism and the concept of demons in. But but like, why would a demon fuck with humans and priests? And it doesn't make any sense. It, it's yeah, so I stupid. never
4: liked I never like really loved the first exorcist. Like, I, I like the crap elements That's all I like about it. See, I appreciate... I, it's, I feel like both Exorcist movies are movies that I own. I don't own the second one. But, like, Exorcist and Exorcist 3 are, like, movies that I own and I appreciate. But I very rarely, if ever, feel a need to put them on and watch. Like, it's just kind of like, yeah, they're here. If anyone ever wants to borrow it, I have it. But, like, I... But that's half of really You guys watch. got a
5: lot of fucking nerve. I just need to say it. <laughs> I really, I really don't care for the Exorcist movies. I gotta say, Basket Case is probably my favorite trilogy. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> I never said that. I never
4: said that. My I favorite trilogy have... is Back to the Future.
6: <laughs> my favorite trilogy is Star Wars. What the fuck are you talking about? Back to the Future is not better than Star Wars.
4: Uh, uh, Back to the Future Three is better than Return of the Jedi. Boom. What?
6: Dude, <laughs> my my arm tattoo has a lot to say to you about this. <laughs>
4: what are you going to hug me when i see you in a couple weeks
6: um dude every time i see you i'm gonna
4: hug you you know this i know i was just thinking positively about it Um, (laughs) well scott you just ran through that entire list of movies it's almost (laughs) as if you don't have to do a what did we watch this week for like two months no Um, no but (laughs) but i've only got one thing uh Obviously, we record these super early in advance sometimes. Uh, So I saw this in the theaters, but I'm pretty sure this episode's coming out right around when it's coming out on DVD. Uh, I saw Deadpool 2, and it was really fucking fun, and I enjoyed that movie a lot. Um, I don't know if I liked it more than the first Deadpool, but there's definitely some really hilarious uh, blink-and-you'll-miss-it cameos just scattered throughout that movie. Uh, And when I say, like, blink-if-you-miss-it, I mean, like... A listers popping up for half of a second, where if you accidentally blink while it's happening, you'll miss that this like highest paid actor in America is in this
5: movie. <laughs> so pretty self explanatory.
4: Yeah, like uh, so definitely definitely worth checking out if you didn't see it in the theaters. Grab the DVD. It is a really fun, good time. Uh, I agree with something that past guest Jonathan London said, where he basically said Deadpool two is his favorite X men movie. Because it just feels more like an X-Men movie than most of the X-Men movies that have come out in the last couple of years. Uh, Well,
6: I was actually thinking that you were going to say that you were agreeing with him that, you know, there should be a pizza boy savior in every X-Men movie.
4: (laughs) I mean, that would also be a huge, uh, a huge plus. Did either of you guys see Deadpool 2?
5: No.
6: I didn't okay. get a chance to, and so I'm just waiting for VOD with bated breath because I cannot wait to see it. But I wasn't about to be like, hey, Megan, come see Deadpool 2 with me. Gee, <laughs> I haven't
5: the movies in a while.
4: Yeah, yeah, I might go to the movies tonight. I don't
6: know. Because <laughs> you might <Great>. a movie
5: pass.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, might see, I might see Solo. I might see Breaking In. I'm thinking yeah. about seeing Breaking you In. You don't want to see Upgrade? I actually
5: genuinely want oh, to see Upgrade. Well,
6: uh, you're going to have to cut that because I think that we need to do – well, Katie suggested we do an In Theaters Now about Hereditary and Upgrade. I personally think that Upgrade is a better discussion for us because it's kind of going to be bombastic. Um, So we should coordinate that off. Yeah,
4: we'll figure that out off the the episode, obviously. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, no, uh, Deadpool 2 was definitely uh, worth my time and it will be worth your time. So that was basket case three from 1990 is picked by me. Uh, we are just gearing up in exactly one month. We'll be starting our listener submit it month. Uh, so we have our picks for, for this month, but we are doing two a year. So message us at hmnpodcast at Gmail, get those suggestions. in. I saw a couple coming in recently that, uh, that have a lot of potential. So we'll see, we'll see what we end up going with. Um, but you know, we're back. I, I'm, sorry. I'm, sorry for, I'm sorry for that long three-week wait where you had to listen to nothing but bonus materials, but we're back, baby. Uh, we're ready to do this, and uh, we'll be back with another movie that I think has to do with babies. I haven't watched it yet to confirm, but I think it has to do with babies. Scott, does it have to do with babies? I don't want to spoil anything, but it's gooey. Okay, that works for me anyway we'll be back don't forget to you know donate to the patreon page and hit us up on uh twitter and facebook and all that stuff we're pretty easy to find i don't feel like giving out all of those different handles but always visit our website at hmnpodcast.com for links to all of those sweet places all right we'll be back next week
1: Is it something menacing lurking past the tree line? Or is it just weird and otherworldly? You'll find it here on Campfire Ashes.
0: You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, or right here on the Geekscape Network.
2: What's up, everybody? This is Brian here to tell you about our podcast, Binge Town TV. Our hosts include seven best friends with a love for all things television. We cover a range of genres with a focus on fantasy and sci fi also dip our feet into drama, horror, comedy, and pretty much anything we think is good television. We use the traditional deep dive formula for new live shows that are released week to week, but our calling card is our Rooks and Vets and Pitchtown TV series. Rooks and Vets pairs two of our hosts that have seen a show with two of our hosts that have not seen a show. Pitchtown TV is when we have a special guest pitch us a show by having us watch the pilot and trying to convince us to watch the rest. If you're craving more content on some of your favorite TV shows, then you should listen to Bingetown TV. Find us on our website at BingetownTV.com, the Apple Podcast app, Spotify, or wherever else you may find your podcast.
0: You're listening to the Geekscape Network.